Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yoda, Morena, to all of our terror. This is Baz McCullum and I would say Izzy Day, but he's not here just yet. And this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. We are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis. It's Thursday, Friday, the 23rd of July, and it's just after 6 a.m. in the morning. It is an absolute privilege to be here this morning. We've got a massive show. We've got a man from former South African rugby great, Brian Habana. We have Greg Peters, NZRL Chief. We have Tony Pike, the horse trainer. We have Ian Ferguson, the great Olympian. And we have lots of other topics to discuss from overnight. Cannot wait to get into it. We're missing Izzy at the moment because he is in Christchurch having a few technical difficulties. But we'll get to him at some point soon. And when we do, we know he's going to bring some energy. Download the SEN app. Text us, double eight double three oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Give us a call at any stage. I'm going to lean on our producer, Louis, a little bit this morning. Good morning, Louis. Morning, Baz. How are you? I'm good, my friend. A couple of technical difficulties. Yeah, just a couple. It's all right. Izzy's not far away. Beautiful part of the country he lives in, Ahoka, just out of... I don't want to give his address away because we don't want all the fans going up and lining down his driveway, but <laughs> lovely, lovely country down there. It's beautiful, isn't it? We've also got um, we've got a big day today, mate. We've got huge heaps of topics to get through. Um, obviously, we've got what's happened overnight with the NZRL and, um, and Australian Rugby League as well pulling out of the World Cup, which is massive, massive news, which we'll discuss at some stage. We've got Brian Abana on the phone, which is going to be awesome because obviously the Lions game, um, the Lions versus South Africa is, is on over the weekend as well. The first test match there, Warren Gatlin named a team, which they probably didn't think would be the case. Um, so there's a few discussion points in and around that. But for now, let's talk a bit of rubbish, mate. Friday, footy shirt day. Yeah, Friday, footy shirt day. Shirt on. Yeah, you've got your Highlander shirt on. So I've only got, um, what is it, 13 times more championships on my shoulders. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my Highlander shirt, actually, I, I, I fished it out of the, um, the garage last night. It was in the bottom of my rugby bag from when I had a kick around earlier on in the, the pre-season. I hadn't washed it. Or should I say, Liz hadn't washed it. And so it's got a real sort of musty kind of cricket jockstrap kind of stench to it, which is lucky I'm in an isolated office all on my own, I guess. But yeah, that still looks good. Fair enough, mate. Nobody can really smell you, so that's fair, down a matter matter at least. Um, the Kiwis and the Kangaroos bears. This was probably news time last night. News through that they're not going to the World Cup, and it's fair to say the Poms are fair income spewing. Fair enough, too, I think. Well, when I say fair enough, fair enough that they've pulled out based on the concerns, but I think it's more the, the surprise element of, of the decision, which which um, they didn't really see coming. And There's a couple of quotes. The, the Super League chairman, Ken Davey, he said, 
The organisers have done everything possible to provide both na nations with strong evidence of the robust protocols and procedures to keep players safe. So he was pretty upset. The, but it's going to be really fascinating to speak to Greg Peters because I'm sure he's got a strong, um, a strong rebuttal to any of the, the strong words which have been coming out of out of the um, the World Cup organisers. Yeah, fair enough too. I mean, there's so many kind of implications from this. And just to update our listeners, double eight double three, get in touch with us uh, at any stage about the league. The Warriors also play this weekend. I want to ask you about that, Baz. But Izzy is not far away. We are getting there closer and closer. Oh yes, we are. We are. He is hanging very tight in his Kansas City Chiefs guernsey. We're not far away. Um, Baz, the league leagueies are passionate. I, I'm really curious to see how this goes down because the Kiwis especially have a huge fan base. They've got a massive fan base, mate. And it just, what it does, it, it sends a pretty strong message moving forward as well. So it's not just this tournament which becomes under under a bit of spotlight. But, I mean, you've got to think even the Olympians like over over in Tokyo, if, they, if you're pulling out of Rugby League World Cups, We've still got athletes over there doing their thing. So it's a real contrast of, of decision decisions. And uh, I don't know where it's going to go, mate, to be honest. It's quite a tricky one. But COVID is just a real upset to a lot of people, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> understatement of the century. <laughs> it's, it's been an absolute nightmare. The all, hey, what about, I went to call them the All Whites, but they're the Ollie Whites. Now, this is an Olympic. I, did, look, this is this is a this is a bit random, but there's football at the Olympics or soccer as they keep calling it on the broadcast last night. How do you feel about it? Because you're allowed three senior teams, and that's about it. It's, sorry, three senior players, and then you to play with an under twenty three side. And last night, Chris Wood, who's like one of the best Premier League strikers in the world, you know, top goal scorer, he scored for, for the All Whites against an under twenty three South Korea team. It's just it's always a funny one, but we get behind them because they're Kiwis and they play in our shirt. But is it is it kind of unique? I don't know. Have you ever thought much about it? Um, I thought when when I first saw it, I, I thought it was a bit odd, but now I've kind of just warmed warmed up to it. And more just getting them behind the fact that the Ollie Whites got their first win at, uh, at the Olympics and I was trying to celebrate that. I, I saw a couple of things on social media when I was scrolling through this morning trying to just do a bit of research, Louis, and I saw Chris Wood going to shake one of the hands of, of the opposition players and he sort of gave him absolute donuts and it just got clipped up beautifully on social media. And, oh, it, was, it was absolutely brilliant. But no, look, I, I don't know. I think I guess the idea behind that is to still add a little bit of star attraction and, and a bit of experience, but uh, under 23 is, is clearly where majority of the players need to come in. So. But just great that the Ollie Whites got their win, first win ever at the Olympics. So, yeah, really exciting for them. Quite a lot to actually chat through today as well. Well, Louis, I thought we were going to talk a little bit of more relaxed stuff. You hit me with a lot of sporting stuff early. It's only <laughs> nine minutes past six in the morning, and I'm now a bit shaken. Oh, it's anyway, sorry, sorry, mate. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Now I was going to talk to you about um. <laughs> so, so I had, I had dinner with my brother the other day. Okay, Nathan and Nathan, aka Mattress, and I'm sure he's listening. But anyway. He was, he was telling me that he was playing footy as well. He was playing rugby this season. And he was playing for the under-85 kilogram side in Auckland. And I didn't really think too much of it. He was telling me how he'd sort of 
cut some shapes and through the through the middle of the, the back line for for a side and you know how he was able to provide be a bit of a link man and sort of you know let his outside backs loose etc etc and I was sort of like oh that's quite good mate it's great you playing blah 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 I didn't think too much more of it and then I got a text from Cole Mills last night and it said I've just picked up on the fact that Mattress said he was playing in the under 85 kilo grade now I'm 85 kilos and well, maybe a little bit more than that. But my brother is quite a bit bigger than me. And so what he was alluding to is the fact that there is absolutely no way that my brother can be under 85 kilos. So either he's talking absolute rubbish or they've got some dispensation rules similar to the Ollie Whites in, in the Olympics and they're allowed a couple of players who are clearly stacking the kilos on but it made me laugh gee it made me laugh are you so is he trying to claim that he's under 85 or what's going on here are you so are you pretty much saying right now that nathan mccallum is lying about his weight is that is that the line you're going with on here no i'm not i'm it's more of i'm posing the question do they have dispensation in that auckland under 85 kilogram league that they're allowed a couple of exemptions in there to participate. Does that sound fair? Yeah, well, it does, but I don't know if that's true. So <laughs> we might need a ruling, a ruling on this. Can we get the rules officials in? Can we get, I'm sure Nathan's listed. Can you just text and say, was there a, was there a dispensation either way? <laughs> yeah, come on, Mattress, give us a call. I know you. I know you're listening somewhere around there. Now, the other thing I want to chat to you about, the, the, I had all these things for Izzy, and he was going to bring all the flair. We're missing the flair, the flair guy this morning. But he'll be back, a little bit of technical issues. But anyway, the tooth fairy. So my my daughter lost her tooth last night, and I went in to give her a kiss goodbye this morning, 4 a.m. in the morning, and I noticed that there was a $5 note on the uh, on the thing beside the bed. And no tooth. And I'm thinking, $5 for a tooth. When when did that happen? When did the tooth fairy become so generous that they start dishing out notes? It's like, you've got to be kidding me. And then I was thinking, well, was inflation really picked up that much that you you get a fiver for a dodgy tooth? It's going to start ripping them out left, right and centre. Anyway, the tooth fairy. All right, we're back after this. Let's hope we've got a little bit of Izzy on the other side, 6.13 in the morning. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, and it is 18 minutes past six. And I have my co-host, my partner, the flair of the show, Izzy. Thank God you're here. I'm back, mate. I'm back. I'm back, bud. Did you miss me? Miss you? I was dying on here then. I need you, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, I, I absolutely love the chat about the two free. Apologies to all our listeners. Uh, just a few technical difficulties, but we're here. We're here now and uh, wouldn't be radio without a few difficulties. So, um, Baz, five bucks? Yeah, bro. You're lying, mate. Oh, five bucks, I, mate? Yeah, obviously. Five bucks. I can't believe that. My kids, my kids, <laughs> mate, they cost the, they cost an arm and a leg already. I'm not, I didn't really consider these extra costs of five bucks per tooth. How many teeth in the mouth? Oh, that's the question I don't know the answer to. But just I know Jacinda's put yeah, up the old, uh, anyway. the old tax rate, so maybe the tooth fairy's on the highest tax rate, copping a 39% sting. Maybe that, maybe that's why hey, the mate. tooth fairy's dishing out. 
Got some wonderful texts here. Have spoken to the two fairy bears who coincidentally also happens to be my missus. Apparently five bucks is the going rate. First health prices, now this. Unbelievable. Mate, it might be the going rate in Auckland, but it shouldn't be the going rate in Matamata. Yeah, no, that's one of the costs that I probably didn't um, allow for when I've had kids. Like, obviously, kids, we love them to bits. They you are don't have to pay it, mate. The two spirit of... pays it. Oh, that's right. We don't want to ruin the dream. That's like the Easter bunny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids, if you're listening, surely you're not up this early. But they are, because they like watching Peppa Pig early in the morning. So what am I on about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about TV cool. programs, Bears, growing up? Um, you know, TV, little kids and their little programs. Like, what were your kids into at the moment? Because I'm about to spill for about 20 minutes about these little child, um, little little cartoons and programs that they watch. Yeah, Peppa Pig. Big on the old pe- Peppa Pig. Um, Riley was a uh, long time back. He was Thomas the Tank Engine, I think. But, uh, they also, they jump online now, eh, and watch, they watch people un- like um, unpacking toys and, you know, like unwrapping toys. I don't really get it, but they seem to be enthralled by it. What are your kids into? Oh, it's un- unbelievable. Oh, everything. Um, there's one called Rainbow Ruby. That's what Tilly watches. The worst thing about it is um, they at the same time, so one wants to watch their program, the other one's like, oh, now I want to decide. I want to watch my program. So both TVs are dominated. Dad's outside in the weed, you know, weeding the garden because I can't watch any of the TV. So it's Peppa Pig. Uh, Rainbow Ruby, Blippy, Blippy, I think it is, and uh, Hudson's Playground, mate. Hudson's Playground. So Hudson's mate, that is, Playground's this, that's this strong engagement kid. in your kids. Strong engagement in your kids. Oh. Uh, uh, any parents out there that um, that they'll have an understanding of what goes home, what goes on at home with these kids, and how they dominate all the gigabytes on the internet and slay all this YouTube and Netflix and Disney. Oh. It's unbelievable. But anyway, kids, we love them. They are pride and joys, and it's all part of living. Hey, is, did you also hear the um, the story about mattress? <laughs> yes, mate. 85 kgs and under, are you sure? Well, so there's a text come through here. It said, hey, lads, all players in 85, kilogra- uh, 85 kg grade are weighed before game. Very strict. Jace. Jace. Check your scales, son. That ain't the case. I'm giving you the tip. <laughs> Get a new battery in there. They're not weighed. There's no way they're weighing them in. No way. Not uh, when, when, of a so chance. When is the first game, Bears? When, when's mattress? We've got to get them on in a couple of days to debrief this because this will be great chat. The, has he played? How's, how's he go? How does he go on the footy field? Is he any good as you? He's actually He was a soccer player growing up, like, and he was pretty handy, actually. He used to dive a little bit like those South American fellas in the in the Euros. So that used to frustrate me when I'd go and watch him. But he was a pretty handy player, actually. And he, cricket sort of took over for him. But soccer, he was he, he could have gone a few levels higher, I think. But he, So he's playing football as well during um, the winter. And then he's playing rugby. So he's doing both. So good on him for, for doing it. Um, he actually got knocked out the other day playing football, not rugby. So he played rugby on the sad day, mm. and then that game got cancelled the next week, so he played football, and he went up, because he plays striker, glory boy, you know, hunting all the all the success and stardom. So he's gone up for a header, and the, the goal he's gone up at the same time, he's gone to punch the ball, and he's sort of punched Mattress in the side of the head, and he's sort of knocked him out cold. 
So he was he was on the old H. What do you call it? HRA or something for for a week or two? HIA. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Hey, that's that's a big talking point actually, Baz. Uh, we should probably cover that actually. The concussions and uh, you know, it's a very very touchy subject and it's very important because growing up I got knocked out many a many a times and this this was back in the days. Probably explains a lot. I know there people out people out there probably saying that, um, but I got knocked out a few times and. Um, Back in the day, this was before they had the HIA assessments, um, you know, all the protocols that go in place. When I first started playing for Hawke's Bay, knocked out cold and I was rolled out the next weekend. So I, I think it's a hugely important uh, subject that we should cover and talk about to um, just just to you know, get it out there and say it is quite serious because I know there's a lot of kids and a lot of parents out there that probably, you know, struggle with um, with the concussions and how physical the game is, and how do we fix the concussions, especially in rugby? I know league have made a lot of changes with the, um, you know, any any types of contact with the head, and, and that's why there was a touchy subject um, on Monday with Korobiti over in Australia. I, I yeah, we hundred percent got to look after players and and their tackle technique. Yes, Korobiti probably went a little bit high. Uh, and was close to the head. So, yes, it's a, it's a really, really touchy subject for me, mate. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And So I was watching the uh, UK news this morning as, as well, and there was actually there's a case going on mm. at the moment over in the UK, not with rugby or with league, but with soccer. And there was a, a person, I can't remember his name, it's poor preparation for me, but he was 59 years of age and he died because of um, repeated head injury from heading, headering, is it, is it heading or headering? Anyway, my yeah, English language vocab's not great. Yeah, from from hitting the ball too much, and so they're now trying to to sue someone because of um, the impact that it had on them. They're saying that that's what took his life early, and they're trying to raise awareness around in football that you shouldn't be the young kids in particular shouldn't be hitting the ball as much. So that's interesting in itself. But it's a well, you got knocked out a few times when you were younger, mate. Just playing playing. Rugby. Yeah, I got knocked out. Playing rugby, yes, just um, yeah. Some of them were probably probably avoidable. Some of them weren't. You know, it's just one of those parts of the game that, um, you know, that's um tough. You know, like it's just one of those ones. To, how do we change it? I had a great debate actually um with a couple of people when I went to Fieldland a couple of weeks back about how do we change it? You know, because rugby everything happens so quick. Everything happens, you know, really fast. There's going to be moments when when people are putting their bodies into positions that are probably unavoidable. So going forward, how do we change it? Because at the moment, a lot of parents out there. I want to hear from some parents at home if you're if you're listening and you 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 know you're worried about your kids. Obviously, it's understandable. Give us a call. Give us a text. Uh, double eight double three or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We want to hear from you because. I want to chat about it. What what can we do to change? We, rugby is a physical sport. I'm speaking on rugby terms. It's a physical sport. How do we change it so that this doesn't keep happening going forward? Um, I think it's a it's a valid talking point. Concussion that's huge in the game. And I know New Zealand rugby at the moment have got their uh, their challenges with it. I watched a Sunday program a couple of months ago, and there was an ex All Black. He's come out and he's um, he I think he's trying to sue the New Zealand Rugby Union uh, over it. Uh, he's got dementia onset problems with it so um yeah it's a tough one yeah no you're right mate it's it sure is hey this text machine we've got's gold in it it is absolute gold mm. <laughs> just <laughs> oh this is how much i was missing you this morning mate i was so flustered 
So this has been pointed out to me by someone on the text machine, the double eight, double three. Baz, come on. I know you're banging on about you haven't been at broadcasting school, but those South Americans at the Euro take the cake, bro. Absolutely spot on. My bad. Absolute stinker from Baz. Izzy, you've, you left me high and dry, and I cocked it up. So I'll take that one on the chin. I apologise to all of South America and all of Europe as well. But you're not the same place. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, brother. We're here now. We're here. We're bringing the vibes. We're bringing the energy in the morning. It's Friday. How good. It's Friday. We're nearly into the weekend. So we're going to bring a great, great show to you today. We've got some, like you see, we've got Brian Habana. We've got Lydia. We're chatting Lydia Co. She's three under in the Evian Championship, if you're not watching. Um, we've got lots of sport. New Zealand Rugby League CEO Greg Peters coming on. Be great to chat to him about what's happening with that. And uh, yeah, we've got lots, lots more. It's a great show. I'm looking forward to the chat between you and Brian Habana, actually. You're obviously good mates, but you know, just where he's at in his career now and, and you being able to get a bit of info out of him would be quite cool to listen to. Oh, he's a great mate. He's a good man, old, old Brian. And he actually, I texted him a few days ago and he actually screened me. And I was like, and then I sent him another message. I was like, <laughs> chances? And he just, he wrote back <laughs> laughing emojis and he said, chances? I can just picture that in the Ma'anonu voice. So I was like, <laughs> please, brother. But um, he's agreed to come on and, and have a chat to us. And it'd be great to talk to speak to the legend. So if you've got any questions, please fire them through double eight double three and we'll get those to Brian. Um yeah, have many, many battles. When people ask me who was your uh toughest opponent, I have to say Brian, mate. He is built like an like an absolute brick. Can't say it on air, but you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh far out this he it's good of, it's good of him because it's pretty late over there too by the time he's gonna answer our call, which is very kind of him. It just shows how big a fish you really are is in the rugby world. No, no that's what happens when you force feed it, mate. I'm, I'm in the media now. I'm just hounding and hassling. That's what it, that's what it comes to, mate. I'm, I'm on the other side now. <laughs> Close to 6.30 in the morning. That means it's time for Trudy and Kubota. <laughs> Baz and Izzy for breakfast on a Friday morning. Nice Friday vibes here on Baz and Izzy. We have our race expert, Louis, in the chair. Come talk to us, Louis. Oh, much more, much more comfortable talking to you like this. Filling in for Izzy Dag, the flair. That's that's not a task for me, Baz. We're glad we've got... <laughs> That, if they, if you next time you have negotiations for your contract, does he just play them that cliff of Baz and me floundering? <laughs> Great call. Great That's call. So just good, through boys. the roof so negotiation good. technique. <laughs> um, it's Friday, though. So, you know what that means. We're one day away from just watching TV and punting all afternoon. And we've got, we've got a great race. We've got a, an awesome country race. It's the Openaki Cup. It's a $70,000 open handicap affair over the 1400s. It's not the, a world-class field per se, but it's a really competitive one. Tavis Court won so well last start. Popstar Princess is a really good horse. Jono Riddell, the senior rider up. London Express for Sharrock. Well, you know the Sharrock barn has been flying this whole year. Same with Just Ask Me. 
There's a lot of good horses in here. I don't even have a tip. I'm just appreciating the competitiveness of the field. As I say, no superstars, but as with most of these New Zealand thoroughbred racing and love racing fields, when you get a cup, it's competitive. So I don't know which way I'm going yet. Baz, have you had a look at the fields for this weekend? You excited about anything? I have had a look at the fields, but that's not a race I'm going to be punting on, to be honest, Louis. And that is a... A rarity for me. I'm actually, I've turned my attention to the Rapa as well. We've got a guest on the show later, Tony Pike, one of New Zealand's best horse trainers. And he's got quite a handy team at Tarapa as well, Louis, and, and is. And I did notice as I was doing the fields, I saw just in race eight, the heading of, well, the sponsor of that race, the boys get paid Battler's Cup. Yes, thought, boy. What <laughs> what a beautifully named race that is. And I think I've found a winner in it as well. So I want to speak to Tony Pike later, but I think there's a horse in there called River Run. Drawn the four, and Mike, drawn the four Michael McNabb on top, and it's paying $6, which you put enough on. Don't be a moron, get more on. Yeah. Oh, jeez, we're bad at <laughs> We are bad influences. <laughs> we are terrible influences. The BGP Battlers Cup. Good, good on you for pointing it out. I got my BGP cap going on today, repping the guys. Luke Kimmies and the boys came up with this idea a while ago with Charlotte Mooney, Butch Castles at Tarapa, and it's awesome. So that, there'll be a crew heading on to track to kind of um, dish that cup out. I think it's such a great initiative, and the more we can get those three little letters across the racing industry, the better, I reckon. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And as you've got a few things coming up on the show as well, not far away, your favourite part of the day. My favourite part of the day, Quizzy Dag. So call in if you think you can take on the Quizmaster. Yes, we will always be better. Yesterday was pretty touch and go. I apologise, but we'll be better today. 0800-150-811. If you think you can take on the Quizmaster and win a temper pillow, valued at 329. Thanks to the team at Temper. So... Get out, give us a call. Start calling in now because it's a bit just about time. Quizzy Dag. I love Quizzy Dag. Yesterday there's a few teething problems, but don't worry about that. You know, like in the end, you are the man to make the decision. And if you think that that was the right call, then run with it. We never said the questions had to be right. They just had to be right for you. Your answers. I yeah, we got a we got a few guys calling in that uh, were on there yesterday, and I might have cut them off. So, good morning, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is twenty to seven in the morning on a Friday. And don't forget to get calling as well because the caller of the month will win a trip for two to Perth for the Bellezo Cup. Simply be part of SENZ by calling oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. All thanks to Ballpark Entertainment on SENZ. It's time for. It's Quizzy Dag. Just for the age to prove yourself to the quizmaster that is master. Stay with me, cause this might be an absolute disaster like yesterday. Oh, 800 150 If you think you can. Give it a go, then hit the dial on your phone. Now, now, now. <laughs> yeah, welcome boy. in, welcome in. It's that time. It's that time. It is that time. And we've got Chris on the line, mate. Chris, you there? 
Chrissy. Chrissy, Chrissy. Hello. Chris, you ready? Chris, how are you, mate? Good morning. You there, Chris? Hello. Hey, Chris, you there? Hello. Chris, 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 Chris. You there? Chris is just. Uh, Chris, Chris is just. Just we're just uh, we're just he's... working with Chris here, is he? You just you just just give us a okay. give us a second. Okay. While we're waiting for Chris, can I read out this um this message this text from the earlier on my little story about the tooth fairy is one. Yes. This is Patty. Our tooth fairy often leaves five dollars, as it sometimes she forgets until bedtime and then realizes she doesn't have any coins. I'm sure one night our wee guy got a tenner. And I had to make up a yarn about it being a special tooth, so he didn't think he was getting that every time. Good stuff, Patty. Everyone gets paid. Tenner. Tenner for That's what he was going, isn't it, Baz? What he was going at the time. Um, I haven't come to that stage at the moment. Um, obviously, the tooth fairy is real, and we we got to promote the tooth fairy and, and everything like that. So, tooth fairy is real, and I'm looking forward to that day, really, when I have to do all these little things. Santa... You know, when Santa's coming in Christmas time and telling little stories about... I remember when I was younger, actually, I was, I was living in Frasertown in the middle of nowhere anyway. My brothers were, were speaking to me and they were like, Oi, Santa came last night? And I was a young fella. And they were older than me and they were winding me up. And I was like, yeah, did he? And they are like, yeah, yeah, but he said, don't go wake you up. So we didn't. And I was like, oh, absolutely gutted. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And I, yeah, didn't, didn't see oh. Santa. That was the only opportunity I would have got to see Santa because he actually visited our house and um, woke my brothers up. So Keep your eyes out roughly around late December there, Is. You've got a caller on the line here for Quizzy, I think, Is. Uh, Name's Richie. R- Richie. Richie. G'day. Richie, you there? Yeah, I'm here. G'day, Richie. Thanks for joining hey, me, mate. Uh, appreciate your time. You know the rules. Yes, yes. What are you going to say? Pay me out. Go on, then. No, I'm not going to hang you up. Are you ready, Richie? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, ready, brother. Here we go. What was the score in the Football Ferns opening game of Tokyo 2020? 2-1 to Australia. Yes, well done, bud. Well done. Okay. Question two. What is the nickname of the old Carrollsbrook Stadium in Dunedin? Ooh. Was that Mouldy Choice? Carrollsbrook Stadium. No, no, there's there's a nickname for Carrollsbrook. You know it. I'll give you a Mouldy Choice, eh? Nah, I don't. Yep. Okay, it's called... That'll be good. The House of Name, the House of Name, the House of Tain, or the House of Pain? That would be the House of Tain. No, <laughs> no, oh, no, it's not. Sorry, bud. Oh, lucky, Richie. Hey. No. Yeah. Up. Sorry, Richie. We'll go to Tess. Tess, you there? Yeah, man. Tess. Yep. All right, mate. What is the nickname yep. of the old Carrollsbrook Stadium in Dunedin? Uh, House of Pain. Yeah, beauty. Well done. Number three, which NBA player starred in 2021 remake of Space Jam? LeBron. Yes, well done. In 1947, Bert Sutcliffe debuted debuted for debuted. Sorry, I can't get my words out for New Zealand. Which sport? Cricket. 
Yes, well done. Who captained the Silver Ferns in the 2019 World Cup victory? Oh. Um, um, um. Oh, shit, what's the name? I'm um, sorry. Um. <laughs> Laura, Laura Langman. Yeah! <laughs> you had it, you had it. Did you get a little bit of help in the background, did you? Oh, tip of the tongue stuff, mate. Just grab it out. No, no, no. Awesome work, mate. Sorry about <laughs> sorry about that. Fourth question, but you got there in the end, mate. Well done. You've won a temper pillow from the team at Temper, so congratulations, oh. Tess. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend, brother. Men, brother. Good job. Thank you, mate. Appreciate Take it. Well, there you go. Good variety. Another week. That one is. Yes, great variety. And uh, not too hard. I think, you know, LeBron James, would you have got that one? Because uh, we obviously did. No, nah, I wouldn't have got uh, that one, lost bro. The the other day and <laughs> yeah. Speaking about Space Jam, and you thought it was Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs> mate, slap yourself. Yeah, Come on, where were you? Michael Jordan and Space Jam, one of the greatest games, uh, one of show, the greatest movies ever. This show just makes you appear very stupid sometimes, doesn't it? Like. Saying, saying about the South yeah, Americans and the European... Wait, debuted? 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't get that word out. Sorry, apologies everyone Debuted. out there. Debut. <laughs> Debutted? Don't worry about it, bro. Don't worry anyway. about it. You had a great goose anyway. step. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. And a tongue, tongue hanging out the side. <laughs> 6.48 in the morning. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're about seven away from seven on a Friday morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast with the Chemist Warehouse. Our next guest is on the line. Now, he is the president. He is the excellent horseman, and he is on the line with us. Now, it is Tony Pike. Good morning, mate. Morning, boys. Yeah, it's Baz and Izzy, and we've also got Louie in the chair because he is all things racing here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Mate, it's been a long and, and weird racing season that started in a pretty strange fashion with COVID. How, how would you sum it up? Uh, yeah, look, it has been uh, very strange. Obviously, we all came back from COVID. There's plenty of horses uh, going around, and um, you know, it's, it's probably been great that there's great support from the industry, and obviously, turnovers have been up through the season, which... Uh, which is great, but uh, yeah, look, it has been a bit messy. Obviously, with the travelling to Australia with horses as well, it's been hard work. It's uh, you know, it's been tough on the staff and a little bit of uncertainty. But um, you know, hopefully by the end of uh, end of the year, we'll start uh, start to get a little bit back to normal. And um, yeah, we've got some nice horses going around that we're hoping to get to Australia at some stage uh, through the year for the carnivals over there. And Pikey, even when you got to Australia this year, the, <laughs> you had a nightmare with the Wink Skinnies where it got completely washed out. You ran it the next Sunday and not an option. It's a funny old horse, isn't he? He settled eventually and then flew home for third. So it's been a, it's been a bit of a weird old time the whole the whole last 12 months in racing. Look, you've got a pretty nice little team in on sa- uh, Saturday, tomorrow at Tarapa though, mate. Um, Divine Dive is the first and the third there at Tarapa. It didn't go too bad a couple of starts back. Yeah, he's uh, an, an honest horse. He just needs the things um, to go right in the run. Um, if he can get a soft trip just in behind the speed, he's, he's always a genuine each-way chance. Um, yeah, probably lacks a little bit of uh, the class of a few of the others, but if things go his way, he's, he's always thereabouts. You've got a handy team, right, Pike? You've got, obviously, Sacred Command with Leith Innes on top and the Foxbridge as well at $4.50. The one I want to focus on, because I've been tipping it out to all of our 
our folk here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast is race eight because the name stood out to me. The boys get paid Battler's Cup. I've been tipping out your your starter there, River Run, drawn, drawn the four with Michael McNabb on top at $6. Tell me I'm steering them into something, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, he's probably been a bit unlucky his last couple of runs. He's dropped back in the six and five grade, and that one's fairly close. Um, hopefully, that Tirapa track holds up all right. The rail's out a mile tomorrow, so that's the only thing that could uh, count against him. Um, you know, so he's probably going to get back. Um, this is his usual racing style with the rail out 12 and a half metres. Hopefully, they're, uh, they're making up good ground by the last. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a gamble where they're going to be making up good ground, especially at this time of year, isn't it? And at Tarapa, but Maxabeel, Maxabeel, he's an exciting type, Tony. He's he's got a, a lovely race record now. I think four from his ten, he's won. Um, but that means he's kind of up in the weights, carrying sixty kgs with Leith up. Can he go on with it at three dollars, or is that a bit skinny? Uh, look, it's probably the, one of the weaker races he's, he's raced in. Um, obviously, two wins at Ruakaka. Um, he's, he's up and grading up in weight, but he looks progressive. Um, big, strong horse, so I don't think the 60 kilo should worry him. Um, obviously, a very small field. It's a touch disappointing for the club, but um, he'll probably just get back from the outside gate. Uh, but the small field, he's not going to be too far off him in the run. And uh, yeah, at least knows the horse pretty well. Um, he quite likes the horse, and um, yeah, even though he's dropping back to the mile, um, this is probably a, a bit of a tester for uh, whether we head down south to the Winter Cup with him. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd expect him to go close again. Another horse that's in your barn, but he's not starting tomorrow. The former Clayton Chipfield trained catalyst, the excitement machine. Gee, he'd be worth getting up in the mornings for, wouldn't he, Pikey? Yeah, we've got a nice uh, nice young team at a big gallop morning yesterday morning. Troy House actually came over from Matter Matter. We managed to, uh, to let uh, Jamie uh, have him for half an hour, and he came and gallop catalyst. He was wrapped with the way he's coming up. Um, can't really fault the way he's moving with his action, and... Uh, he's reasonably forward. Um, he's going to have a jump out here at Cambridge next Friday, uh, along with uh, most of the other uh, horses that are heading to uh, Woods and Spring Races, and um, he'll trial here at Cambridge on the 5th of August. Um, obviously, all going well, he'll probably kick off in the Foxbridge plate, but uh, yeah, really happy with the way I'm sort of only learning about the horse and only had him in the stable for a short time, but um, all signs are positive at this stage. We can get him back to somewhere near his best. Pikey, it's, uh, you just say you're learning about the horse. We know what he's capable of. I guess every racing fan and enthusiast across the country is just wondering, is he, in your opinion, still got that class to go on and win a big race, whether that's in here, here in New Zealand or Australia? Ah, oh, look, obviously, if he gets back to his best, definitely. Um, he appears, appears that way, but uh, obviously until they get under race day pressure, there's always that slight question mark, but... Uh, you know, as I say, Troy was wrapped in his work yesterday morning. He said his action felt just as good as ever, and uh, he's uh, he's really progressed well since he's been in the stable. So um, cross our fingers he can uh, pick up a couple of group ones here in New Zealand and uh, be a, a great addition to the team if he heads to Melbourne or Sydney um, after that. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Pikey. That is Tony Pike, the man who is the president of New Zealand Racing. We'll call him that, eh? Just a good old-fashioned fellow who loves his horses, who loves training winners and is dominating the New Zealand training ranks both here and in Australia. So thanks for joining us, Pikey. Uh, is did you get any oil out of that, mate? Something to something. Hey, to I wanted to ask him what his best punt was. I just want to... I don't, that's, when you get these guys on, boys, the last question, <laughs> give me your number one tip, okay? I'm all well, about hey, your tips. Vo- is your mic know. not working or what? You could have asked. Well, you, you, you boys were you boys were chewing the mics off, so I couldn't get in.
And now we're going to go to the news soon. So um, it's all done. Just force your um, way in, mate. But anyway. You're the flair. You're the colour. Just <laughs> yeah, enter no, when no. you want. Okay, it's next your time, boys, next time I'm coming in and I want that number one tip and I love juicy, juicy odds. Okay? <laughs> well, $6 for River Run's pretty good money, man. I think we can we can have a little, a little dip in that, can't we? Just a little each way. Anyway, you're with Baz and Izzy for breakfast in the mornings. We're coming up 7 o'clock. It's McCafe time for us. Get our little caffeine hit for the day. And it's time for Trudy and the news with Kubota. Good morning, Aotearoa. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're just after 7 a.m. on a Friday. We love Fridays. Is mate, what about that chat from Trudy just seen in the news bulletin? A little, a little tempted oh, mate, towards LeBron I... James's sporting fortunes. It actually just reminded me of yourself, you and Hutchie. You know, your <laughs> best mates, and uh, you know, you're the face of the radio, and you are. You got your fingers in all these different sorts of pies, and yeah, obviously, like for the radio, pies, you like so? investing in every different <laughs> bits of pies, and you know, no, I'm mate, not that's sure awesome. Call the TAB an investment, bro. <laughs> 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 no, no, don't you start either. Don't you start because you. You showed me, I FaceTime you yesterday afternoon, you were out in your garage, and what did you turn around and show me in your garage, Mr. Nothing, I didn't show you anything, I just showed you the, the pole shed, the pole shed, mate. And what was in the, oh, so it was an empty pole shed, was it? Yeah, so it, was an empty it, was an, it was an empty pole shed, mate, just had, um, uh, yeah, just rubbish on the ground, and, uh, you know, just things like that. <laughs> oh, I, I think there was a sprint boat in there, actually. You lied? No, there wasn't a sprint boat. You lied. You're going off topic here, Bears. And uh, so I'm going to get rid of you. I'm going to get rid of you, mate. Hey, if you got any questions, we're about to talk to an absolute legend, Brian Habana. So if you got any texts, any questions you want to ask him, uh, just text us, double eight double three, and we'll make sure we ask those to the legend. So for me, he needs no real introduction. A man I had many battles with. A man that is built like an absolute brick. Can't say it again. A man with a resume that even if I tried to talk about will need the whole three hours. 124 tests, 67 tries. Springbok legend, Brian Habana. Brian, thanks for joining us. How are you, my friend, and how's retired life treating you? Israel Jamal Akuhata Dag. Um, I am <laughs> well, champion. Um, yeah, <laughs> retired life, uh, not treating me as well as, as I see it's treating you. Um, the pounds flying in uh, over on your side, uh, but uh, life has been been really good. It's 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 weird not being involved physically in, in the sport we love, but it's great to still be involved in a capacity uh, from a sports broadcasting point of view. So so really good, man. Hey, mate, I must say you're doing really really well. We're joined by uh, my good friend Baz McCullum here, but. Mate, obviously, you only finished in 2018. You had a hell of a career. You must be very, very proud of how that went. Like I said, you've played that many tests. You've scored so many tries. Do you ever sit back and reflect? Yeah, Izzy, I think, um, much like yourself, probably didn't finish the way I wanted to, unfortunately. And there's not many dream endings mm. like Richie McCaw or Johnny Wilkinson or the Beast and Thoarira that you know win trophies or World Cups. 
um, in, in their last game. Um, I mean, I, I, my last oh. season, I tried as hard as nails to, to get back and, you know, have, have a bit of a crack again. But through injury and favouring Galtier, that just didn't like me. Um, just never managed to, to play on the park again. So I actually didn't realise that the, the, the last time I stepped off the field was going to be the last time. And, yeah, it's, it's sad not, not going out on, on how you imagined. But, you know, reflecting and looking back in my career, you know, through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, extremely grateful to have taken some awesome memories, um, you know, made some incredible friendships around the world and, you know, given the game as much as I could have given and hopefully in so doing, uh, you know, leaving the jersey in, in a better state than what I, than what I received it because I think that's, you know, that's the main thing that, that we try to do when, you know, when you become an international rugby player, you, you reach the pinnacle of, of realising that dream. Um, and for that, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Mate, you're an absolute champion. You're, you're a humble man, and that's why you're one of the fan favourites. Um, well, you had a great career, mate. You're just holding back, so, so be proud. But um, I want to talk to you about this Lions series, mate. It's, a, it's been a different build-up. Obviously, Springbok players feel them getting COVID. Not ideal, but this is shaping up to be an absolute doozy with the Lions and the Springbok squads have just been named. Yeah, we hope it's we hope it's firecracker stuff. I think there's been so much off field uncertainties, hurdles that have had to be overcome. And, and again, I think there, there's many people out there. You know, could it have happened in the UK? Could it have happened in Australia? Um, potentially, the only viable option was to push it out four years. Um, you'll know that it's difficult to call it a Lions tour without the travelling fans. So it's going to be very different from anything that we've seen before. And you know, this last 18 months has, has taught us that uh, from a South African perspective in particular, you know, we've had some civil unrest and looting and um, other things that, you know, essentially putting the series at the back of everyone's mind, but hoping that, you know, come Saturday and, and that, like I said, the two squads that have been announced, there is something in terms of solace for a brief period of time that, that we can take out of it. Uh, I think we all understand the power that sport has to play, but Given these times, you know, given the you know the distractions around us, um, it is it is difficult. But like I say, it is a crackerjack series ahead. I think the you know the fun and games and what's happened over the last three weeks is all done and dusted now. And the return of the mercurial talisman that is Alan Jones, who I think is he, you know, we all vicariously <laughs> living through. Um, yeah, yes, please. It, it definitely adds adds a little bit more spice to the series. But yeah. Cracking squad's name. The Springboks have only played one game together since you know, since the World Cup final in 2019. So, hoping they they got enough in the tank to to see a, a pretty strong Lions outfit out. Hey, mate, I'll touch on that because there's been a lot of chat about the Springboks only playing once in the last couple of years, but I, I don't actually believe that because a lot of these players play in Europe, so they are rugby fit. And what we saw in that Springboks A side, which is pretty stacked then they can actually match it up. And I think they'll be very, very strong coming into the series. Yeah, I agree with you. I think individually the players have been playing you know, high-quality rugby across the park and they'll probably be relying heavily on the connections they've made over the course of the last two, three years as a team. You know, that back line is the exact same back line that you know, won the World Cup in, in 2019. Mm. A couple of guys out injured in, in the forwards and one or two both the selections and in the front row in particular, which goes against the team I thought Rusty and Jock Nienaba would go with. And like I said, I think from a South African standpoint, you know, fully believing that the boys can go out and do it. Um, I think the Lions did show in the last 20 minutes last week that 
they've maybe got a little bit more in the tank. But it's also at the end of a very long season for for the boys from the Northern Hemisphere. So, I mean, it, it's it's all set up to be a great you know a great crack on Saturday. I just think you know without the fans, without experiencing the Lions Red Army, um, I think mentally these players have just you know shone because you and me both never ever had to play without crowds. And I just think you know that mental challenge and, and knowing what these players have had to overcome with the COVID situation, self-isolation, and, you know, still be prepared to represent your country and do it with pride. Yeah, massive respect for the boys. Well, mate, I wasn't a showboater like you. I can do a backwards flip if I even tried after scoring tries. So, uh, you know, it would be look, look a bit different if there was no crowds. But um, look at this Lions side. You've played against the Lions. You know the challenges that they bring. It's a tough, tough competition, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's incredibly tough. Is you know, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere, yes, the World Cup is the, is the pinnacle for us as as athletes. But you know, there's some test centurions that have never got the fortune of of playing against the Lions because it just falls out of that window of of their career. And I think the scarcity of it, uh, but also the fact that we now go into the series, you know, the third time in the professional era as world champions, makes it you know that much spicy. Along with the fact that Warren Gatlin vying to become the first Lions coach to tour the three Southern Hemisphere nations and not lose a tour. So, yeah, again, I think it's massive, massively privileged to, you know, to have played in a Lions series. Mm. Um, grateful to have won because, you know, given the history, those aren't <laughs> easy to come by, particularly if you look at the, the, last, uh, the last two tours in, in, in Oz and NZ. So, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be you know, all, you know, all to play for. I think the boys in the Bok camp definitely want to be giving South Africa a little bit of hope in, in dire times. And the Lions boys want to be you know, staking their claim as, as beating the world champion. So I think it's all set up to, to be an absolute cracker. And I think we're all just hoping that the on-field fireworks delivers. Hey, mate, I know you're happy that you won that line series. I know all the bonuses that go on behind the scenes with Eddie Des. So well done. I drew it, so I missed out on those. But anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> hey, um, I want to talk to you about Rusty Erasmus. Has he, yeah. ha, like for me, he has reinvigorated South African rugby. He has brought a lot of hope. You spoke about for the South African people, the hope that he brings to, to the nation. Can you just say a few words of what he does and what, 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 what does this guy do to South African rugby? So I think just context-wise, is he for, for those of that for those in New Zealand that don't know Rusty or can't remember him from his his box playing days, um, he was probably one of he was ahead of his time. I think technically, um, you know, he was an absolute student of the game, and he's taken that into into his coaching or director of rugby roles at the various places he's been at, whether it was the Cheetahs or the Stormers or Munster, uh, and you know, leading the Springboks to that twenty you know twenty nineteen Rugby World Cup trophy. I think. He thinks about the game totally different. Um, if people think they are a bookworm, um, Rassi is an absolute rugby nerd. You know, you would have probably been up at, at two o'clock last week, uh, last week Sunday, uh, getting the video analyst to, to start getting clips prepared for for the Sunday already. So he, he's a brilliant guy who, who who calls it as it is. You know, he doesn't beat around the bush too much. I don't want to say he's a disciplinarian, but I think he's, he's one of those guys who commands respect. Um, in his decision making, you know he's pretty brutal. Uh, you know I've, I've sort of heard some of the things that you know has been said in terms of you know if you're not training on a Monday, you're not going to be playing on a Saturday. And you know those are sort of key milestones and situations put in place that makes the players understand the value of what it is to be a Springbok. And like you say, he has invig- invigorated you know what was you know a pretty tough time in 2016 when I was last involved and, and 2017. 
and you know he's brought us back to to the top table of, of world rugby and and rightly so so i'm i'm thinking he's probably the most technically advanced water boy we've ever seen and we've seen new zealand with uh Richard McCaw, Dan Carter, Israel, you know, Israel Dag, um, you know, bringing, you know, bring, bring the water on. Uh, but I think Ari Grass is a, a few steps ahead in terms of the technical nuance of the game. Oh, awesome, mate. Great little insight for a lot of Kiwis here about what makes Arasi Erasmus tick. And if you've got any questions, double eight, double three, we'll get those to Brian. Brian, just before you, you go, mate, I just want to talk about Cheslin Colby. Mate, he, for me, he is the best winger in the world. Can you just give us a bit more insight from one winger to another? What do you see from this guy? He's a freak. I am so happy that I did not play in the Chesham Colby era because I would not have got 224 <laughs> test caps. Um, and he would have made me look silly um, on, on the field. Uh, I think Ronan Agara uh, in that SAA game last week uh, absolutely termed him the Lionel Messi of rugby. I think what he's oh. produced on the field globally over the course of the last two years, two and a half years, three years, has been phenomenal. Um, I think the the way he's just not disregarded his size, but he's put people's perspective of, you know, being a big, physical, 110kg winger mm-hmm. um, and what he means to the game is, is phenomenal. I think, you know, the excitement he brings, we always talk about the X factor, but it's almost like Cheslin brings the XYZ factor to the game. Um, I think he, he is just phenomenal and rightly so that, you know, he's been seen as one of the best players in the world. You know, he's been extremely successful with mm. Toulouse. I mean, Izzy, I know you could kick, but I, I can't imagine you kicking a, a 50 meter <laughs> drop goal on, on Stade de France. No uh, way. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, in, in, in a top 14 final, um, I think it was a bit of luck. I don't think he, he wanted it to go, but I mean, luck aside, that was phenomenal. So he is really the whole package to think he's gone to the Olympics and, and won a bronze medal with a medal with a, with a blitz box in, in 2016. And go, like, uh, it's, he's, he's such a joy to watch, if, if we're brutally honest. Um, and I think for all of us rugby lovers, I think the respect we have is his humility off the park. Um, he's a guy who gives back yeah. to his community. You know, he came from an upbringing where there wasn't much opportunity, uh, but he's plying back and you know using the platform that he's been given uh, to make a, a massive difference. You know, despite all the incredible accolades that are deservedly coming his way, I think the humility that that he brings about is, is something incredibly special. Mate, you touched it on the, touched on it right there. He is the most um, you know humble person ever i've never had the chance to meet him but from the outside looking at he looks so humble and relaxed and he's all about his family so thank you so much for those insights just before you go brian just the re-score prediction for this weekend please oh always tough um i see the springboks winning this one 24 17. beautiful beautiful i'm on your page mate i'll follow you if you're out there in your tab punter follow brian 24 17 score prediction thank you so much brian for your time i know it's late in south africa we appreciate it love to you and the family my friend and uh hopefully we catch up soon thank you thanks izzy uh baz mccallum just a big big fanboying on on the other side i'm very gutted that izzy didn't give me a chance to speak to you Lots of respect, mate. Oh, he didn't want to. <laughs> no, I was a bit nervous. I was fanboying too, so we'll call it even. But just, just quickly, we do have to go in a sec. But you, what well, you're? Did you guys play a, a cricket rugby game as well over in South Africa? Same as what we do here in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, we we, we created it. Uh, I think the UQE stole it, yeah. that idea from us. 
<laughs> yeah, we did. We did. How do you go at that game? Have you had some success? Yeah, I was horrible. Uh, I, I'd no, I tried to bowl to Vernon Fielder, who wasn't a batsman, and he hit me for four sixes in one over, Baz, so I pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Faf Dupasee, was he playing that game as well? Yeah, Faf, did Faf play? I think Faf did play that game. Um, I can't remember. Have you met a man who, 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 who wears less yeah. clothes than Faf Dupasee? I mean, given that I'm now three years retired, Baz, I mean, if I, if I had the body that Fuff had at, at 37, I'd also not be wearing any clothes, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us, mate. <laughs> Absolute cheers, champion. Cheers, Have a good one. Keep safe. Thank Thanks, you. Brian. Thank you. Oh. That was Brian Habana, and Izzy, what a great job you did there as well, mate. That was fantastic. Just such an eloquent man. You can I tell told you so I should have bought you patriotic in. Patriotic towards his country. Oh, I was nervous though, you know, like, oh, we've got to get better at this. It's just the, the cross-code sort of fanboying. We've just got to be a bit bolder, don't we? Anyway, that was 124-test Springbok, Brian Habana, absolute legendary player and a great interview from you as well, Is he? It is 20 minutes past seven, and this is Baz and Izzy for Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is 25 minutes past seven on a Friday. We love Fridays. Now give us a call as well on the Kennards phone line, 0800 Some really, really interesting topics there from Brian Abana. I thought he spoke so well. I thought Izzy did an amazing job. And I'd love to hear from you guys whether the Lions interest you, even though they're not playing the All Blacks, or is it just when they're here in New Zealand? I think it's going to be a fascinating series. 24 is that's what Mr. Habana feels is going to be the result this yeah, spring I actually, play. I actually agree with him, to be honest. I actually agree with him. A lot of people have written yeah. off South Africa uh, having not played games for a very long time, but I totally, totally agree, and I said it before, that they've been playing rugby in Japan and in Europe. Yes, they might not have the cohesion or, or that it comes with playing together for very long periods of time. But Rassi Rasmus, what he does and brings to the team, his inspirational speeches that I've heard from the outside, they are un they're un uh, they're amazing. You know, they are so, so good. And as a as a player you need that from your coach, someone that brings not just about rugby as well. This is about South Africa and all the times that they are going through. There's a lot of riots happening over there and um there's a lot of chaos happening within the, the regions and that's what it's about. So hopefully I know that, that South Africa will be thinking about that and, and hopefully putting some smiles on some faces for their people that are struggling at the moment. It steals that nation, doesn't it? Well, playing them in, in cricket, you know that they're, you know, they're so passionate about their country and, and their people, but when, when their country and their people are going through hardship and difficulty, such as what they are right at the moment, particularly rugby, it just seems to it provides the catalyst for them to just get that last bit of uh, effort or, or talent out of themselves, doesn't it? Hundred percent. And you played at Wanderers, mate. What, what's that experience like? You know, that's that's the that's the ultimate of the cricket grounds. That's like up up there for like me. That is like Lords, the Wanderers. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, the ball ring. Oh, mate, it's vicious to be honest, bro. Like you walk down, you walk down the tunnel when it's jam packed, <laughs> and it's like a banging on. You know, like the the tunnel's got it's covered, and they just. The, mm. the stairs, there's quite a lot of stairs there, actually. Um, and they're just banging on the thing, and they're giving it to you as well, giving you a little bit of 
little bit of stick and a thick South African accent, which always makes it sound slightly more scary as well. And then you get out there, and, and then it doesn't sort of relent either because then you, like, particularly in the era we played, you had the, the fast bowlers, you know, the Dale Staines, Mornay, Morkels, those boys coming in trying to rip your head off as well. So and, and those wickets are always fast and bouncy and a little bit sort of inconsistent. Sometimes they'll shoot it on the ground, sometimes they'll go through the top. So it was a, such a difficult place to play, particularly test cricket. It was a, a little bit better in the shorter versions, mate, because the pitch was a bit flatter and, and because of the altitude, the ball would fly a little bit more mm. as well. Um, so that made it a little bit easier, particularly for my sort of slogging type of game that you could just throw the bat at it and hope to get a little bit of a thick edge or something on it and the ball would tend to fly. But spot on, mate. Absolute brilliant place to play and, and just mate, a great I country just want to ask you, tour did you as well. Play, <clears throat> did you ever play against Jonty Rhodes? He was one of my favourite ever cricketers growing up. Jonty Rhodes. Yeah, I don't think I, I, don't think I played against Jonty, um, but I've had a bit to do with him since because he coaches in the IPL. Um, he's been with a couple of teams yep. over there in the IPL and as a fielding coach, and and so you always sort of knock around with the with those guys from different teams throughout that time and have a couple of quiet beers with them. And that he's a he's still high on energy, mate, and he's still considered mm. uh, even amongst all of the cricketers. And he gave up playing a long time ago. He's still considered the best fielder that we've ever seen. Hey, mate. Um, just before we go to the treaty of the news, we, we're going to talk to we got Greg Peters coming up on the on on the line, and obviously there's some big breaking news overnight uh, with Australia kangaroos and the Kiwis not going to the World Cup. So if you got any questions that you want to ask Greg Peters, make sure you text us double eight double three or give us a call eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We want to hear from you because if you call, you might go to Brisbane, uh, Perth, to the Brisley. You ain't calling, you ain't gone. So sort it out. <laughs> and text us as well on double eight double three. Give us a couple of give us a couple of questions for Greg Peters, maybe. That'd be a great idea. But anyway, we are gonna head off to Trudy and we have the news for Kubota. It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. Yes, Louie. Yes, seven thirty-two in the morning on a Friday, and it is good vibes for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Over to Louie for a little bit of sports news on this beautiful Friday. Isn't it a beautiful Friday, Baz? So stoked to be here with you, lads. Brian Habana, man, if that's not a childhood icon, I don't know what is. Watching him tear up the sidelines, he was fast. Remember when he raced a cheetah? That was that was some <laughs> that was some seriously good content. Hey, just just on the rugby league, I know we're talking to Greg Peters shortly, but lads, I've seen that at the Brisbane 2032 Olympics, rugby league want nines to be a sport, and I want to know if somebody needs to go and have a spell here because that is just outrageous. Oh, nines. Oh, I don't know if that's. Do we need it? Do we need another sport? Leave it to the sports that are already there. Well, it's oh, I, I, yeah, because I, I saw um, Beaver. Beaver was chatting about it the other day. He said, "Is this their pinnacle?" Then he agrees, and this might be the league's pinnacle event because uh, obviously the World Cup is that as a league. Is that what they aim towards? Is that something that's high up on the agenda for these leagues? I'd love to chat. Yeah, well, I'd love to know as well. Is I want to ask Baz? Do you remember when cricket was at the Commonwealth Games? 
I do remember that. The boys said it was the greatest trip of all time. They got themselves a bronze medal, I reckon, and I think they enjoyed themselves in the village. <laughs> well, imagine what the leagueies would do with the village. <laughs> Say no more. Oh, <laughs> Say no more. Stop that. <laughs> It's <laughs> terrible. Um, so that's that's my question. Does do we need nines at the Olympics? I'm saying no. And on double eight, double three, someone's asked. And this is brilliant. Who wins a hundred meter sprint between you two fellas back in your prime? Oh dear. Oh, easy, easy. Hundred percent. No, no, no. Brian Abana, mate. He was so fast. He was so fast. I, I was actually going to talk about this on here, but. Didn't want to pump his tyres up. We were playing them in Johannesburg, Ellis Park, and uh, there was a one-on-one with Brian Abad. I told you he was built like a brick. Can't say it. Uh, and I tried <laughs> to tackle him, mate, and he bowled. It was it was like a Julian Savia-like bunt. He bumped me through the stands and put me up into the top row. Um, he is so fast. And the thing with him, he's powerful. He's big, fast, but he's actually agile as well. And he was the intercept king. Every time we are playing Springboks, pre-game reviews, Previews, don't pass it anywhere near Brian Abana because he'll sniff it out. You a gas as well as You're very self-deprecating sometimes. Huh? Uh, so yeah, fast. Okay. You know, and he didn't have a step Remember? like you I'm either, humble. bro. Yeah, you're humble. 124 <laughs> tests though, mate, for the Springboks. That's pretty cool, eh? That's, that's amazing. That is so good. He scored 15 like tries at a World Cup too, bud. 15 tries at one World Cup. So good. Just after 28 in the morning, and it's Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ on a good Friday. Just before we went to the ads, Izzy and I had a bit of a stinker, and luckily we had our good friend Louie in the, in the producer's box trying to save our bacon. And someone picked up on it on the text number 8833. They said, time check to break. Good from you, Louie. We said we'll make some mistakes, and if that's as bad as what we do... We're going all right, I reckon. But anyway, Izzy, it's your turn, my friend. Yeah, very, very lucky enough to welcome in Greg Peters. He's New Zealand Rugby CEO, uh, Rugby League CEO, I should say. Thanks for joining us, Greg. Are you there? Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Greg. Hey, big news overnight. Kiwis and Kangaroos pulled out of the World Rugby World Cup. That's a big call, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, firstly, guys, actually, congratulations on on your new gig. It's great to see it up and running, and and to Thank see you. some identities uh, you've got around the shows. It's fantastic, guys. So well done. Uh, yeah, massive Thank call you. for us. Really disappointing for you know, players and fans, and and we get that. But at the end of the day, it's the it's the it was the only right call that we could make, given that everything that we had in front of us and the knowledge that we have about uh, protocols and biosecurity methods that they had in place in the UK and also the logistical nightmare of trying to uh, return 500 players from the from the Northern Hemisphere to Australasia at the end of the tournament. Hey, um, can you just give us a bit more about uh, details behind like the scenes? So obviously you just worried about the, the COVID and, and everything like that for players' safety. Am I right? That's a paramount concern, and and really the only consideration for us um, was that how could we keep our people safe on the ground in the UK? And people have said, well, you know, the All Blacks are going up there, Wallabies are going up there, and they've had the Euros. This is starkly different kind of set of circumstances because it's a five-week tournament with with uh, 31 teams in total on the ground. Um, 
and a large proportion um, of those people not vaccinated um, for their own personal choice or or the, or the slowness of the vaccine program in both Australia and New Zealand. So when you're seeing cases explode in the UK, uh, they've been up 33% in the last week. Um, we just can't put our people into that kind of environment. Greg, how integral were the players in this decision? Yeah, look, we, we've been speaking to them for uh, regularly, as you'd expect, and um, there's, there's a there's a good deal of concern amongst all our player group, um, and a large portion of our player group, for whatever reason, um, don't want to take the vaccine or are thinking about not taking the vaccine. So that's a massive consideration for us because if you take a good chunk of the players out, um, obviously we, we would have a weakened side as well as, as not you know, as not being safe in our view. Uh, we've got Greg Peters on, New Zealand Rugby League See uh, If you've got any questions or any texts, uh, any texts, text us in uh, double eight double three. Hey, Greg, a text has come through. Has this decision got yeah. anything to do with the NRL? Pete Valandi and co. having a wee say on this? No. Um, from our point of view, no. I mean, they've got, they've got their own considerations and we... You know, we know that the clubs have been in the NRL's ear about length for seasons and, and and start of next year and players coming back late. That is not uh, factored into our consideration at all because ours is purely about safety of people on the ground and the, the vastly different management of COVID in the UK to what is acceptable in Australia and New Zealand. It's just a totally different set of circumstances up there. They're opening up without... Um, you know, without any restrictions. And yet when in Australia and New Zealand, you see a small handful of cases and we tend to lock down pretty quickly. Now, who's right? Well, we'll find out in a little while, but I guess when this, when this thing, when the pandemic finishes, but at the moment, that's our position down in the South and our people expect certain level of safety and, and we don't believe that can be delivered on the ground in the UK. Hey, i just got a question. Does this decision wouldn't have come easy? Surely the, the Rugby League World Cup committee or governing body must have had a backlash. You guys are the two best, na- oh, the biggest nations in Rugby League's uh, terms. Surely they must have had a backlash. Yeah, and we've, we've been talking to them for months about these things. I've been mentioning the issues around um, you know, strict biosecurity bubbles and what we've seen in the NRL, how they move, they snap pretty quickly to lockdowns uh, of their player group and clear out hotels and just having our old teams in it. That's the kind of response we were hoping to see from the UK organisers. And then you've got the MIQ um, issue of return to New Zealand. So the decision didn't come easily, but it's not like it that they didn't know these issues existed for us. Um, Australia actually didn't sign a participation agreement at all, and we only signed uh, a month ago, but heavily conditional on these things being sorted out. And in the end, they haven't been. Uh, and the, uh, the RLWC wanted us to confirm that we were unconditional by the end of July, and we're simply not in a position to do that. Greg, I just want to read you a quote from um, Simon Johnson, who, for everyone <laughs> out there, is the head of the RFL. Do you have to? And It says, yeah, I'm going to have to because, you know, we're such hard-hitting kind of broadcasters here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> the World Cup organisers have been bending over backwards for many months to accommodate the concerns raised by the Australians and New Zealanders. 
We believe we're in a position where they are willing to come, where they were willing to come. I'm sorry, but I have no choice other than to call this a selfish, parochial, and cowardly decision. Pretty strong statement, that isn't it? Uh, yeah, and no, I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to enter into a debate with Simon Johnson on those lines. That's his, that's his view. But what I will say is that, as I said before, we've been telling them for months since late last year what would be required and they simply haven't moved even to the extent uh, of, of not acknowledging that they believe that uh, or that, that MIQ would be necessary at the end of this year. So all the way through it they've been saying no, no, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, everyone will be vaccinated by then, you won't need to be in a hotel situation, you'll be able to quarantine at home. And we've been saying to them for months that's not going to be the case. And they haven't moved until fairly recently to try and address that situation. And, you know, they've got lots of ideas, but no hard plans. And you can't work with You can't put people's safety at, at risk uh, around ideas and not detailed plans. So if that's cowardly, I must be a coward. But I, don't, I think it's actually the right call and the brave call to, to pull people out of a situation where as an employer of those people for the period of time they're at the World Cup, um, I've got a duty of care, just a, a, a human duty of care, let alone a legal one to them. Absolutely. Greg Peters, that New Zealand Rugby League CEO, good, strong leadership, and these COVID times have made things very, very difficult. Thank you very much for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We wish you all the best. and. Thank you very much for your honesty as well. There's plenty more to come on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 7.50 in the morning on a Friday. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SCNZ. It is 7.55 in the morning on a Friday. Wow, that was a pretty awesome interview, I thought, is eh? With Greg, he's so honest and was... transparent. And... Hey, that was great. That was great to get Greg on and, yeah, show some honesty and some leadership and... Uh... The Texas have been flooding in, mate. Yeah, man, they've been flying. you want to read a couple out? Yeah, yeah, I've got one here. Very smart call by the NZRL for mind. Good on them for making the call. Any chance of playing a one-off test against this Aussie instead? I was actually really close to asking um, uh, Greg that. What's, so what next for this? Are we going to see a tri-series versus Australia? And, uh, you know, we love a good Kangaroos-Kiwis test. That would have been great to see. Yeah, what if that was from Zane, that one as well. There's another one which it's sort of blowing up a little bit, eh, around the topic of the vaccination is mm. while the most while most of the Kiwi League team are choosing not to be vaccinated, that's outrageous. That's the biggest headline of the morning, is one. It's it is a big headline, isn't it? Because I mean vaccination is yeah. clearly it's a choice thing, but wow, it does mm. put a lot of a lot of things at stake and, and at risk. And I wonder why the, the reason is that they don't want to be vaccinated, whether it's for religious beliefs, or I'm not really sure. What do you think? Yeah, it's a that's a tough one. Like it was the same with the Fiji and uh, rugby team. You know, obviously what's going over on in Fiji and the the people were you know struggling and, and everything. There's a lot. I think there's a thousand cases. It's just about to go into a lockdown. Um, yeah, it's a touchy subject. I'd like to get a bit of clarity on that and see what the guys like. It's an individual decision. We're not going to force anyone into whatever they do, but. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that, that we need that we need to speak about. Absolutely. Last text, and then we'll get into something we love every t- every day. Guys, love the SNZ this week. I'm a Kiwi living in Melbourne and listening in via the SCN app. It's been a great way to reconnect with Kiwi sport from afar. Loving it, Andrew. Well, thank you, Andrew, for listening in. 
we're enjoying being able to bring it to you as well. It is 7.57 in the morning, and it's time for... Baz and Izzy at Country Clueless. Well, Baz, I've uh, got my feet up here really admiring the, the beautiful frost and on the farm and I'm just looking out there and there's always this one cow, mate, that's doing my head in. It's still in my head and I'm looking at him. He's jumped the fence into the, um, I've got a drip line. So when you live on the country, you got a drip line for your septic tank or for your, your house water or whatever you call it. And this one cow has jumped the fence and he's ruined my fence. Now I've got to go get out the fencing kit. Yes, I've got fencing gear because my father-in-law, David Aitken, has bought me fencing gear. So don't laugh. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have to fix this fence. And all you fences out there, oh. out there will know how hard this is. So uh, I just want to know out there, country class, yes, I am. But if you, uh, is it true? Is there one cow that's like the leader within the group and, and like kind of is the naughty one? I want to know this. Text double eight double three because it's really annoying me. It's only one cow, Bez. The, mis- the mischievous cow. I just love how you, how you sort of emphatically stated that you have a drip, you have a drip line when you're on a, when you're on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> so as if you, as if we really know. <laughs> so what other well, things does that cow get I up to? That. Well, mate, he, he's the only cow that jumps the fence, and he's everyone else is looking at him like, "What are you doing, you naughty fella?" Um, <laughs> mate, he's really doing my head in. I'm, he's really, I can't wait for these cows to go. To be honest, um, they're, they're well, a good morning where you are. Man, if you're listening, come and grab them. It's a beautiful morning, mate. It's great growing weather. Um, it's frosty and, the, and 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 things like that. So, mate, another quick and things like that. <laughs> That's some high quality padding of not knowing what you're talking about and things like that. <laughs> and things like that frost, what it does for the grass. This is a genuine question. I want to. I want. I want to go. Um, <laughs> Someone's coming. No, we can't do that. Someone's Don't read texting. that, is he? Come on. <laughs> you can't say that. No, that is terrible. Um, but actually, oh. this is a genuine question. I've got to, I've got to plant a shout about uh, on my southern, my southern border, and I'm, I'm just a real under, uh, unsure what types of trees I should plant. So, please, all you farmers out there that listen to the show, I know you love this segment. Please help me with this because I need to plant a shout about and. Uh, um, yeah, that's really, really, really annoying me. Shelter belt. That sounds complicated, mm-hmm. mate. Shelter belt. Complicated. Complicated. I'm sure, with all of your contacts, I've noticed how many contacts you've got in this game. We've heard from some of them this morning, and I'm sure we're going to hear from many of them over the long, long time that we are hoping to be around as Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got a great of New Zealand Olympics, Ken Ferguson, up soon. But for now, it is time for us to have a little McCafe stop and as the news with Trudy for Kubota. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ and we are three minutes after eight on Friday. Footy shirt Friday. I've got my Highlander shirt on. Louis has got his Crusaders and our big man Izzy. What is that shirt, bro? 
So this is a Kansas City uh, Tyreek Hill um, Super Bowl shirt. Uh, yeah, it's the one. It was pretty much. I'm not going to wear a Crusaders one, mate. And I didn't have a Black Caps one. So can you send me a Black Caps McCullum shirt, please, so I can wear it with pride, representing my good friend I would, Baz. I would love to, bro, but I have none left. Nada. All gone to charity, <laughs> my friend. Given away. Oh, like great the man. philanthropist great. that I am is. <laughs> what a Good what a great work, couple last hour. Uh, that's right, as as are you, my friend. Last couple of hours, we had an awesome interview with Brian Habana. Well, you had the interview because I was too scared to say anything to him. You were brilliant. Got some great insights from from uh, the 124 Springbok Test veteran Brian Habana. We had Greg Peters, the NZRL chief, who was very very good and very honest and transparent, and broke some news to us that the a lot of the Kiwi League fellas were not prepared to take the COVID um, jab. So that's that's uh, all the vaccination. So that's a bit of breaking news there. We also had Tony Pike as well, who is the horse trainer and uh, of Catalyst and one of New Zealand's best in the game. What we've got to come is pretty exciting too. We've got the Friday tipple. I know how much we're looking forward to that, but we will drink responsibly, <laughs> no doubt, or at least sample responsibly. But it is Friday after all. And we also have Ian Ferguson, the great Olympian, to come. But we'll get to him shortly. But in the meantime, is I think you should run through a couple of these texts, my friend. Yeah, we've got some great texts coming in, actually. Hey, Izzy and Bears. Yeah, bro, the cows are way smarter than people think. Sounds like it would make a good burger. Cheers, Ethan. <laughs> You're probably not wrong there, mate. Hey, Izzy is going to have the flashiest farm in the South. If you fellas last in this game... Well done on an excellent week, lads. I'm waking up earlier in the morning to listen to Damo. Thanks so much, Damo. Did hey, you love your support, How's about Damo? He's got two exclamation marks after if you fellas last in this game. <laughs> That's a bit bloody tough, isn't it? He's having a crack at us there, I reckon. Damo. Yeah, he is. We're right. We're just learning, boss. That's the thing with text messages, eh? You can't really understand the tone behind it. You know, you have to really read between the lines. And uh, you picked up yeah, on the exclamation true. marks. So that that's the key. But uh, also, we've got Izzy. Go see Kiwi Flora Nurseries in Templeton. They will look after you, mate. Cheers, JP. Well, I'll make sure I do that. Thanks, JP. We we little hashtag hookup. Yes, go. <laughs> a little hashtag hookup, I like it is very good. Why don't we bring Louie in? I reckon this is a good time to bring a bit of a you know someone who's actually been to broadcasting school in just to <laughs> sort of help us out on a Friday morning. <laughs> Louie, I, I reckon you guys are this broadcasting school chat. You know, you know how much it costs to go to broadcasting school. You were out earning a good dollar, and I was paying for it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, how much does it cost? I reckon enlighten us. I was reckon it was probably like 10k a year, and you just end up. But look, it's actually at broadcasting school. We probably would have been watching you guys still play. So there you go. How times change, and now here we all are together. Great show this morning, lads. Really loving. I just, I'm, I was gripped by Brian Habana. Honestly, oh, genuinely gripped. He was so eloquent with his words. Like, what a thoughtful, thoughtful man is he? He is very, very good. I'm so grateful that um, he came on our show and, and, and shared some insights with the people and, and shared what's going on in South Africa. He spoke about that rugby is a religion there and that, and people find hope in watching the Springboks. That's what unites them as a as a nation. And, um, you know, he's a wonderful man and, and one of the toughest competitors I've ever played against, an absolute legend of the game. When you hear rugby and you hear wingers, Brian Habana is up there with the great Joe Lomu for me. Yeah. 
Fair enough, as he's and you were one of those great outside backs too, mate. But he is honestly iconic. Um, we're just having to try to track down Ian Ferguson, who wow, he's won about a hundred gold medals. I think four is the official number, but a lot. <laughs> he carried the flag in Seoul in 1988, so he knows what it's all all about. Tonight's the opening ceremony of the games. Baz, are you going to be staying up and watching that? Is that something like? Do you get the kids around what the big time screen? What going to be? What times are going to be, Louis? That's a really good question. What are we? We're three hours. Japan's three hours behind us, I think. So it's about five in the morning there now. I reckon it'll be an evening situation. So it'll probably be quite late, maybe like a 10.30 job, I would reckon. You know, about there. Oh, 10.30 in this new lark of breakfast radio is sort of starting to get a little, it's getting (laughs) a little late for for this little fella from South Dunedin. But I'll I'll give it a crack because I'm, I'm Patriot. Well, that's what time you should be waking up is. <laughs> 4 a.m. is um, no, about what I'm we need to, to get up. And... I'm trying to push it out to 5, but I went to sleep at 9 last night. And, um, yeah, I woke up and my son was next to me. Oh, my parents out there, please give me some help. My son comes into my room religiously at 2 a.m. in the morning and he says, Dad, I'm cold. Dad, I'm scared. And I just put him in the bed. So have I started a bad habit here? Because, um, yeah, mate, comes in every night, every single night, comes in, knocks, stays the same two lines, and I just give in. Is he, this text had come in before you started speaking, but I think it's quite relevant. Once they start, they don't stop, is he? <laughs> the timing of that, the irony. <laughs> Once they start, they don't stop. Yes, and that's what happened with your first kid. Yeah, your first child, you, you, you're given to everything, and then the second one just gets thrown out. They just get all leftover clothes. But, um, you know, your first child, you, you just give in to everything, and that's what's happened. We've started a bad habit, and he keeps coming in. So if you've got any tips, parents, How old is he, though? Through, double eight, double three. He's four, so he's going to school, Nick, yeah? Maybe you can just have that chat with him. Boss, you're off to school next year. You're going to need your sleep during the night, you know? You give him an extra blanket maybe as mm. well, keep him warm, but what do you reckon? No, he's, he's got heaters, mate. He's got heating in there. He's got everything that he's needed. His sister stays in her bed. He just doesn't stay in his bed. I think he's just afraid. Oh, no, Dad's always leaving, having to go for work and things like that. So I think he's just checking up. So and to be honest, I'm a softie. I actually just open up the blankets and just let him come in. And, you know, I actually quite enjoy a wee snuggle at night because the reality is he's not going to do that for, for the rest of his life. So I'll just keep embracing it while now uh, at this moment. My, my son's 17. If he was doing that right now, it'd be a bit awkward. So please, please eat him for him to that habit. He's also a foot, foot taller <laughs> Based than on, He is a foot taller. Based on, on your house as well, is he? I can't believe for a second that he's cold with all the extra trimmings that you have at your place. And that flash <laughs> abode down there in Christchurch. Don't, eh? don't start, mate. No, 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 no. no. Just, just doing our bit to keep warm. And um, double glazing goes a long way, so... Um, but what are, you, what are you up to for the rest of the day, Bears? I'm going to play golf at 1 o'clock. You jealous? Jealous? I couldn't I couldn't be more jealous, mate. Absolutely spewing <laughs> that you're going to play golf. And I'm... I actually don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and take my car in, get that sorted. Um, I've got yep. a squeaky lid on my, um, on, my, on my ute. That's all right. We'll take care of that. Um, and just got to pick up a couple of little chores for the family and probably just, you know, work around the farm. But anyway, that's for another time. We have our very, very special guest on, is Ian Ferguson. It's time for our McCafe, McCafe coffee catch-up as well. 
Ian Ferguson is undoubtedly one of the country's finest athletes. He's a true all-rounder, but it was in the kayak where he collected four Olympic gold medals and one silver throughout the years. Ian Ferguson joins us on the line now. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. How are you? Very good, thank you. Join, joining myself, Baz, and, and Izzy on our breakfast show, and we're absolutely delighted to have you with us as well, mate. Just um, just a couple of quick questions from us. Um, do you ever stop? My first one is, you've been around the game for so long. Have you ever actually had a chance to sort of stop and think about the contribution that you made to the sport and, and particularly to the Olympics throughout the years? Because just reading through your profile this morning, it's pretty staggering stuff. Uh, well... I've just loved, uh, I've always loved the Olympics, even from when I was a young boy watching Peter Snell uh, win his medals and things. I've always been just so um, into the Olympics, basically. I wanted to win, I wanted to watch, and and I'm just looking forward to these Olympics because once again I can sit in front of the telly and watch it and uh, enjoy it. I've been to a lot as a coach and a, as a paddler, but... Um, it's just just about as good just watching on the telly. Hey, it's uh, Ian. It's Izzy Dag here, mate. You're the. I just want to ask you a question. It's obviously opening opening ceremony tonight, and uh, you're the flag bearer in Seoul. Um, that honour of leading your country. What did it feel like, and what's Sarah Hidden and, and Hamish Bond going to be feeling tonight? Oh, they're they're going to be proud. You know, I think. Pride is a major thing that you're selected to do the job and then you're out there representing your country. You don't want to muck up. You don't want to drop the flag. Um, yeah, when, when I was chosen to do it, I was, uh, I'd watch the, you know, some of the other countries, the staunch Russians and these Germans, they hold it with one arm sticking out the front. I thought I'd try that and it gets pretty hard halfway along. So, and then you get a bit excited. You want to wave the flag to the to the friends and family that are up there. But, um, and then everyone else wants to borrow your flag when you, they all want to touch it and do things. So uh, it's, I guess you just go with the flow when it, when it happens. You don't know what you're doing, but you're just awesomely proud to be out there holding it because you, you know you're there for your country and you're holding the country flag. Yeah. It's just a fantastic feeling. Nice. That's fantastic. What about um, some predictions from you for this uh, this set of games? In anyone that we should be looking out for, or or something that uh, that you've seen in, in some of our our, our men and, and women over there that we should be excited about? Oh, I think we've got a good team. Uh, just about yeah, a lot of them are going really well. It's been our usual sports, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Lita, seeing if she can beat my record. I'm hoping she will. <laughs> uh, it, it's been a long time. Secretly standing, hoping but, or hope? Uh, <laughs> no, hope, definitely hoping. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be fantastic for our sport, but also it's yeah, records are made to be broken, and I've had it long enough. So um, let's keep it going. But I'd love it if yeah, Lisa the kayaker would be the one. So yeah, it's. Um, uh, yeah, then at the end of the day, it's about winning medals, and the more medals New Zealand can win, the better. Uh, it puts our country up there in front of others and uh, gets us a little bit better recognition for brand New Zealand, the silver fern. And, uh, yeah, it's just part of what athletes are. They 
most athletes are happy that uh, another athlete wins a medal, even if they don't. So, yeah, it's all good. Oh, we got the godfather, Ian Ferguson of Kayaking Online. So if you've got any texts or any question, give us a text, double eight double three. Hey, Ian, you spoke about Leanne, uh, Lisa Car- Carrington. Um, how much admiration do you have for her and what she's been able to do for, for the kayaking industry and even the people in New Zealand? She's such a legend. Oh, she is. She's, uh, yeah, I've been there from the start when she, yeah, when when I was coaching when she started and uh, I've done a lot of coaching with her and uh, she's just an awesome young girl. She's always been determined and what always, always impressed me was her family. Her family always followed her. They followed her overseas, even when she wasn't winning. The family would turn up to watch, which I just thought was just amazing. They were always supporting her. She was always a family girl, and she's always, you know, well, well-rooted and, you know, just a, your normal girl. She Nothing's gone to her head. Uh, yeah, and that's what I love about Lisa. She's just um, a real, real Kiwi. Ian, thank you very much for joining us on, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And we hope that uh, Lisa can achieve that feat tonight. And um, and we hope you get the opportunity to really enjoy the Olympics over the next little while. We love to champion our champions. And Ian Ferguson is exactly that, a godfather of the sport, as you so eloquently put it, Izzy. I'm going to bring Louie in here just for a little bit of chat too. Yeah, Godfather, what a word, and that's a very fitting title indeed. Well, you're, br- you're bringing me in, Baz, and I'm bringing, well, the, the week one MVP into the show. It's time for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB at today. Paul Mowate is on the line, and Paul has something very special for us, boys. I want you to listen very carefully to Paul, and I want everybody on double eight double three. 0800-150-811, all of you listeners to really tune in here, dial into what Paul's saying. Take it away, my friend. Thanks, Louis. Yeah, um, well, it's the it's the first week of SENZ, and, and to celebrate the first week of uh, SENZ on air, we've got an exclusive offer for Baz and Izzy Breakfast listeners. Just head to the deposit page on the TAB website or app, and in the promo code section, enter promo code BAZ. B-A-Z, and you'll get a $10 bonus bet loaded into your account immediately. Uh, The offer is open until 9am this morning, or uh, for the first 50 customers, whichever happens first, you must have a TAB account to take part, and standard bonus bet terms and conditions apply. Oh, that's... I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it. <laughs> you can't do it, Izzy. It's for everyone else, not for you. <laughs> Bro, I need the 10 bucks. Right, you don't need it. The amount of winners you've had over the last week, you don't need it, Iz. Okay, well, that is, so Mate, that good. is Thank awesome you. from you, the TOV. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for what it's worth, I fully agree with Paul. As he's had plenty, and he's probably going to give us plenty more because after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to build a multi. This is Daggy. He's been, he has been frothing at the mouth for this. He's wanted to do it all week. So on the other side of this, we're going to build a multi as a team. And we might even have a $50 bonus bet to give away. There you go. Paul Moate with the TAB. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. It is 19 minutes past eight.
Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's 8, 20, 8 25 in the morning. It's been a great day so far. We've had some fun. We've we've had some great interviews actually. Brian Abana, Tony Pike, Ian Ferguson. So uh, it's been a great morning, but now it's time to create a punt for all you punters out there. Got a text message actually coming. It's great crack. Can I give you boys $50 every Friday to pump for me? 20% commission for any winnings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he quite that understands our punting skills. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free, though. Feel free. Well, he, yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do, actually, Bears, we're going to create a, a little three-leg multi, aren't we? Three-leg multi. Yeah, My one's going to be outrageously odd. Um, Shock. go on the golf. Yep, so so I'm going to go on the golf. At the moment, my favourite golfer in the world is playing in the 3M Open. And um, his name is Ricky Fowler. And he's leading the competition after round one. I think he's on eight under. And he's paying nine bucks to win the competition. Obviously, there's three rounds left. But that is my tip. Ricky Fowler to win the Open, the 3M Open. Nine bucks. Nine bucks he's paying. Okay. So on the back of that then, oh, knowing that Louis is going to have to play a safe hand for us. So I was going to, I, I spoke to the Warriors yesterday. I got the privilege of speaking to them um, yesterday afternoon, which was pretty cool experience. Um, and so on the back of that, I'm going to pump for the Warriors this weekend. They're playing against the Rabbitohs. So the Warriors are currently ranked 14th. The Rabbitohs are ranked third on the table. They're playing at 5 p.m. on the Sunshine Coast. I'm going to go, there's a plus 18 and a half point start, which is $1.90. But I'm not going to take that. I'm going to take the Warriors head to head to turn up and show one of those old school Warriors performances. I'm keeping the faith. $5.50. Give me some of that, Louis. That is some oh. juicy odds, man. Me. Anchor it, Louis. This could be six. It is six. That's Bazzy straight out of the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> Vintage. Um, I'm gonna look. I, do you, have you you guys got this up on your TAB? Because we're gonna need the collated odds. Baz, can I, do you have the app on your? Do you? Does someone got it close to them? Because we're gonna need to we're gonna need to compile this. Because I think we're going really wide. I'm going a bit safer. I'm going yep. race four at Tarapa, and I, is it you're gonna laugh at me? I'm taking Gerda with Danielle Johnson, Johnson, the country's leading premiership leading jockey DJ on the back of Gerda racing in the black and white silks of Boys Get Paid on the day they have the Boys Get Paid Battlers Cup. I'm not taking it to win, though. I'm taking it top three, $1.40. River Run's going to win that race. So what's, um, Max Abiel's what in that. that? Where, where, where do I find that one? That's Sorry, race four, Tarapa. Gerda at one mm. last start. It finally broke through. I don't know if it can beat Max because Pikey was pretty bullish on Max He kind of gave us... He kind of gave us the push on that this morning, so I wanted to take it to win. But a dollar forty, when you guys are going as wide as you are, I reckon we can just tie that neatly in there with a little one point four. Race four. Yeah, you tipped out a dollar sixty shot yesterday, and you got rolled, didn't you? So oh, I think you should start going a bit wider, my friend. Hey, throw us there. Go a bit go. wider. <laughs> yeah, fetch that, DK Morrison, 100%. And, 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 and you know, Baz, just to, just to really pull the curtain back, because I know Baz just seems like the world's best guy, just such a good dude, just, you know, one of the greatest blokes, you know. 
dare to dream all that nonsense. And then he then he texts a, a WhatsApp group after the show. Oh, oh, I just spoke to the owner of that horse you tipped. I oh, was just the pipes are just going to be opened up. Any if you ever need any oil, mate, you know who to ask. Well, you could have told me beforehand, Baz. I guess the thing about youth is that you just go off a little early, don't you? You just, you just go the early throw, start dishing out buck sixty, dollar sixty tips to the nation when you haven't done your research. All you had to do was just speak down the line and say, Baz, do you know anything about this? I'm going to go to the market with it. And I could have said, mate. It's just having a little pipe up. Mate, it needs to run. Get on next stuff. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy trying to turn everyone's mics off, and I can't even get that right. <laughs> <laughs> and keeping us, keeping us sorted boys, for the time boys, as well. That is a hundred and ninety-two dollar <laughs> shot multi. So ten bucks. Oh, ten bucks. will get you one thousand nine hundred twenty-six dollars. So there you go. That is how it. Don't be a moron. Get more on. Absolutely. Brilliant, <laughs> I love your I love your tip. All right. That's so good. All right, it's pretty with the news, surely. Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. It's 8.30, making SENZ News this hour. A past Wesley College student has spoken to RNZ detailing physical abuse, severe beatings, bullying and extreme violence at the boarding school near Pukekohe. New Zealand Food Safety will continue to test and trace poultry ops today after salmonella was found at an Auckland farm. They've now extended their focus to 20 farms, with three egg-laying facilities, accounting for about 80% of our egg sales, stopped from selling eggs because of salmonella. The official death toll from central China's one in 1,000-year floods has risen to 33. And a free phone number is now open for people to book their COVID vaccination. The health line launched half an hour ago by the Ministry of Health allows those in Group 3 who might not have got the text to have their jab to make an appointment. The number 0800 28 29 SCNZ Radio. Sport coming up. Kubota's range of construction, agriculture and implement machinery are helping to shape and build New Zealand. The Warriors may yet get a few more NRL games out of Peter Hiku before he takes up his new deal with the Cowboys from next season. The 28-year-old made a better-than-expected recovery from shoulder surgery and could return to the side as early as next weekend. And Rugby League World Cup organisers say they're surprised and disappointed after Australia and New Zealand withdrew from this year's tournament. NZRL CEO Greg Peters told Baz and Izzy it was about player safety, with a majority of the Kiwis and Kangaroos not keen on taking the vaccine. They won't need that 0800 number then. Everything that's happening in sport, senzradio.nz. Fuchs Lubricants, German technology that pays back. A few showers to start for all of us, but clearing for fine weather for our Friday afternoon. Just a bit of cloud, Canterbury through to Southland, then fine into the weekend. And tonight from six, we go across the ditch. Matty Johns on SENZ. Eight thirty-two in the morning. It is the Baz and Izzy for breakfast on a Friday, the Friday footy shirt day. And we've got a few different options on the Highlanders shirt I've got on my back. Doesn't really fit, but that's okay. Still a bit smelly from the start of the season. Louis got his Crusaders, and Izzy's got what is it again? Is 
Kansas City Chiefs, baby. I was lucky enough to go to the Super Bowl started last year before this COVID pandemic hit. So, um, yeah, that was just, uh, yeah, it's just one of, yeah, it's one of my favourite shirts. I was lucky enough to travel over there, but it was awesome. Louis, Izzy, hey, there was a famous win for the Ollie Whites last night over South Korea. I know it's a little bit unfair because one of the Premier League's best strikers, Chris Woods, playing in an under-23s competition, but technically that's how the rules are written. So, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but he went to shake hands with one of these salty South Korean players after the game, and you've never seen someone so devastated. Mate, it's the Olympics. Soccer doesn't even belong at the Olympics. Get over it. Oh, yeah, it's wrong one now. It doesn't belong <laughs> at the Olympics. No, no. Just losing. We hate losing. We absolutely hate losing, so I can feel for their lab. It's not yeah. the World it Cup, must be is something it? going on in the game. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the Euros where the South Americans are playing. It's not, you know, this is... It's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dog. That's terrible. Hey, just had to get that in there. You didn't like that little jibe before about your punting, did you? Oh, Izzy, you got to look after me, brother. Our producer's turned on us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you, brother. I've got you. Read that text out anyway, Bez. Read that top one out. Okay. Pay me out. Okay. Mint interviews again today. Keep it up. Farming tip. Get your power earth stronger. Electric fence hotter to stop them breaking out. P.S. Bez, pay Izzy out as a corrector. Cows are girls. Balls and stairs of dudes. I've been listening on app in, in Ashburton on my network and in, in my ute. Cheers, Mark. Good stuff, Mark. Oh. So what was that? Cows are girls and balls are stairs. Read that bottom cows one are, out, Cows man. are girl <laughs> balls and stairs are dudes. Oh, that's confusing for me anyway. You on, you on the next one too? Yeah, but listen, this one. This if one it jumps, it must be a equestrian cow. <laughs> it's gold. It's gold. I think this. I think this country clueless is actually uh, taking a bit of a leap. People are loving it. Like boys, can't wait for country clueless live from Mystery Creek Field Days next year. Loving the show from Brendan. See, getting a bit of traction. Maybe we're coming a long way within the country world, Bez. Yeah, maybe we are, mate. I, th- I think you definitely, I think you guys are getting respect really fast. Um, lads, I just want to play a clip here for Izzy and see if Izzy can decipher who it is. And then after the break, this person's actually going to oh, appear on the show. Um, Izzy, <laughs> whose voice is this? Israel Dag, a.k.a. Izzy, a.k.a. the Bald Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> he is not coming on the show. Israel Dag, a.k.a. Izzy. AKA the Bald Eagle. <laughs> who is that? Because up after this, they're going to be appearing on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and everyone's oh. been wishing, everyone that we've tracked down has been wishing Baz and Izzy well. I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried about this oh. person. Get the dump button ready. <laughs> dump, buddy, dump button is ready. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 25 minutes away from the hour after this. That voice, who you heard, just there. <laughs> 8.41 in the morning on a Friday, a footy shirt Friday. You're with Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Now, the multi, the multi of the week from us is a three-leg multi, and it is Ricky Fowler paying $9 to win the Open. The Warriors head-to-head against the Rabbitohs, five fifty, and Goethe to win race four at Tarapa at a, the skinny, putrid odds of $1.40 to finish to place. And you put that all together for $10, you will get the return of 1976 You can always put some more on. What you can also do is text the 
TAB with the promo code BAZ, B-A-Z, and you can win a $10 bonus bet. And the best text out of all of the ones that we get on this show on double eight double three will win a $50 bonus bet giveaway courtesy of the TAB as well. That's by the end of the show. Speaking of double eight double three, lots of people getting in touch with us on the text about who that was before the break. It was, of course, Corey Jane. As well, um, the old mate here, Siege. I uh, just want to wish you well for uh, your new program. Um, I don't know what people are going to take from it, but... Uh, Mate, hearing your voice and your yarns is going to be funny, if not um, hilarious. So go well, pal. My reaction uh, when I heard that he was uh, going to be on the radio was I was quite surprised um, in, in two ways because I know that he loves a good yarn and he can talk the house down, so that's going to be good. But the problem with Israel is not a really big sport watcher, so he's a casual. And so when they still have to talk about sports and what games have been on or what what not, he's going to have to make it all up or generalise the conversation because um, knowing him, he wouldn't have watched any of it. Mate, oh, he's just a he's a nice guy. Like he loves chatting to everybody, and I think that's why this um, the gig will be good for him. Um, you know, he's uh, he's somebody that doesn't mind having a yarn to to anybody. So um, ideally, there'd be a few people ringing up the show and. Um, you know, the nice guy Israel will uh, will yarn to them. So that's I think his best attribute is is talking to anybody. No, I, actually, I can't tell too many stories about Izzy because I really want him to do well in this job. I will say this one thing to to the listeners out there that they're lucky that um, he's on the radio and they don't have to be near him because he smells. Uh, he's not the he doesn't have the best hygiene uh, for people going around. So Bez is going to struggle because he's going to have to be there with him. But uh, the rest of the, the people listening, um, unless they can, the smell can go through the, through the radio, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Corey Jane, man. Oh, man, my good friend Corey Jane. I don't know how to take that. I'm glad he recorded that because if we got him on the air, you can't give him too much air time. He'd steal the show and he'd, he'd actually sink me. Um, but no, he's a good man. I've got a lot of time for my good friend Corey Jane, and uh, yeah, I don't know what he's going on about. I actually think I actually know my sport bears. <laughs> well, you're certainly coming across like it. You're an Olympic correspondent as well, as remember. <laughs> no, I love all sport. I love all sport. Anyway, it's 8.44 a.m. in the morning. You're Baz and Izzy. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Friday tipple. Where are we going with the Friday tipple? Now, we drink responsibly, don't we, Is? And we're not going to drink it because yes, we we're do. on here. We're going to sample it. We're going to spit it out. We'll save the drinking for later on on a Friday evening in the Waikato. Um, talk to me about your bottle, my friend. What have you got? Yeah, so, I'll, look, we both we both love our wines. We're, we're very passionate about our red wine. At the moment, I'm, I'm 88 days into a 100-day sober, sober free. Uh, alcohol free, I should say. So I've had no alcohol for 88 days. Uh, for those that know me, that's uh, that's a wonderful achievement for myself. I do love a drink, but like you said, we love our wine, and we're wine. Well, are we are we connoisseurs? Do we understand? No. So what we want to do is we want to yeah, we want to give to the people options a good twenty dollar bottle of red wine. You know, a good twenty dollar bottle that's not going to break the bank, but it's very very tasty. So for me, I've gone down the the paths of Rabbit Ranch. 
everyone out there will know I love a rabbit ranch or, or people out there would would have had a rabbit ranch it's a very central good central Otago bottle of wine so I'm going to pour it in here brand new bottle hey, just, just while you're doing that as Cracking well it. so hunt you're having 100 days off is there any particular reason for that yep. or you just felt like you want a little freshen up oh uh, yeah I'll, look I'll be honest um I was yeah. I just had to have a break. To be honest, I was losing who I who I was as a person, and um, yeah, I just wasn't liking who I was becoming on on the drink. And so April twenty fourth, I decided I'd have a break and step away from the alcohol and just take a break. And I must be honest. I've got to be honest. It has done wonders to me for my mental side of the game. Um, yeah, my ability to be able to connect with my family. Um, especially in this job too, getting up early, it's it's done wonders. But come a hundred days, look, I'll reassess. But I think what it's done for me is it's it's taught me how to drink responsibly. I like, you know, we're in the rugby scene. We play eighty minutes. We we go pretty hard post match. So, um, yeah, I just um just want to just want to drink responsibly and just find myself. So that's the reason I, I gave up, Bez. Oh, good man, mate. Well, you have you've had a couple of those zero percenters when we've been out, haven't you? As well, and they don't seem to. Seem to be too bad for you, but talk to me about that wine, my friend. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a rabbit ranch for those that know me. If you got any um you know good twenty dollar bottles of wine that you think are great, give us give us a text on double eight double three. But this one for me, rabbit ranch, is a no brainer. It's so smooth, it's so tasty. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not an uh, absolute pro on on drinking wine, but what I love is it's smooth in your mouth. Um, it goes down the throat nicely. And uh, just tastes really nice, and it's um, for me. I like a light, a lighter red, you know, something that's light. It's not yeah, too thick, and, it, and it's quite smooth. And this for me, the twenty twenty, you know, the Rabbit Ranch will go down as probably my nice bottle around that twenty dollar, twenty dollar range. For you, what about you, Bez? What do you got there? Well, I cocked up the twenty dollar range, didn't I? I? Went for a forty dollar range, a peregrine. I don't know what happened there. I must have got lost in translation. <laughs> but I went for the, I went for the peregrine Pinot Noir. 2018, owned my, by my friends down there in Queenstown as well. I, I also, with you, mate, I love a lighter Pinot Noir, and I love the thought of sitting around a, a fire down in the deep south, a schist fire with a crank, and having a nice glass of Pinot with my friends and, and trying to enjoy myself. And I'm enjoying the the, per, the Peregrine at the moment. It's Fraser uh, McLaughlin down there. They own that, the old rugby referee, Lindsay McLaughlin. That's his son. So yeah, it's uh, it's a good yes. winery, and um, and I enjoy enjoy sampling some of their Pinot. But anyway, that is uh, that's the Friday tipple, and we haven't really, well, it is a tipple, really, isn't it? Is we haven't exactly smashed it. Yeah. So it's a good Friday, thing. Drink responsibility. Obviously not drinking it. It's <laughs> yeah, and it's eight forty nine in the morning. We are going to come back for the final furlong on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> Baz and Izzy for Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ and it is eight fifty-four in the morning on Friday and we're almost done our first week in the chair. Izzy, we've made some mistakes. No real howlers, we've made a couple along the way, but we're still here to tell the story. It's been a fun week, eh? It's been a great week. I've really enjoyed um yeah, the positivity we're getting from the public. Um, they love hearing sport back, not just from us, we've got Staffy, we've got Smithy. We got Beave and Sam leading the drive team, so all around, I think pe the people are happy that that sports back on the airways. So thanks to the team at SEN, 
NZ and Hutchie, you know, you got Sam up top, you got Joshy and Pete leading the team. These guys and, and ladies have worked extremely hard to get this up and running for the people of New Zealand. So I, I just want to say thank you to all for, for the hard work behind the scenes. Here, yeah, here. Yeah. And we've also got another member of the SNZ team, the godfather of broadcast sports broadcasts in New Zealand, and a man who features on our little temper <laughs> segment, a mattress like no other. Ian Smith, welcome. Morning, gentlemen. Good. I, I, I really did enjoy your tipple slot. I thought that was absolutely <laughs> just fantastic. I was right up there with the clueless farming slot. <laughs> it's it's been, a, been a heck of a week, actually. Uh, you don't need to go kissing the, the boss's butts either, as he haven't been that bad all week. We'll still be here Monday morning, brother. <laughs> No, it's a show of appreciation, oh. Smithy. You learn a few things from being nice, you grump. <laughs> I'm not a grump. How's your week oh. been, Smithy? Well, I am a grump. Hey, look, busy. Um, JD and and uh, and Brian and myself, we've, we've boxed our way through. Uh, it's been a great week, though, of course, because, um, you know, there's been so much happening. And, of course, uh, really, the Olympics are kicking into gear. I hear, I'm sort of hearing less about COVID. I'm hearing more about sport, which uh, is what we're all about here. Oh, and now that it's up and running, Ollie White's watched it last night. How damn fantastic's that? I mean, you know, if, 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 it's history. It, and that's what we're going to see at these Olympic Games, a lot of history. So that was cool. Really, really cool. Absolutely fantastic for those guys. So happy for them. I've got, I've got a couple of questions. We're going to ask you the temper question a little bit later on. I've got one before that. Mm. Before that, we've got to go. We're going to give out, uh, we're going to hook up Macker and Tauranga with the $50 bonus bet from the TAB. Thanks for listening, Macca. You had the best question of the day on the text, so congratulations to you. Um, Smitty, well, there was quite big news earlier on today when Greg Peters was on our show, the NZRL chief, and he he dropped mentioned that quite a few of the league New Zealand Rugby League players were not going to take the COVID vaccination. Are you surprised by that? I am, actually. Um, you know, with so much travel uh, involved these days, and whatever you do... I'm quite surprised that whether it's a religious thing or or another matter, I'm I'm not quite onto it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't quite understand why you wouldn't safeguard yourself. I mean, if you've got the opportunity to safeguard, not just yourself, but the people you come in contact with, your close family and that sort of thing. If you, uh, I I I'd have, if someone said to me, you can have it, you can have that jab this afternoon, mate. I'd be first in line. I'd be first in line as he. Hundred percent, I totally agree, uh, Smithy. Also, what does this do for the Rugby League World Cup when you when the Aussies and the Kiwis, two major, you know, teams at this World Cup, probably the draw cards. What does this do for that World Cup? They can't go here, can they? Well, it's an acid test to just uh, how powerful the the UK think they are, Great Britain, uh, because without to me, without Australia and New Zealand, you, there's two of your best three teams down the Google. So for a start, it's not a real World Cup. So will it even go ahead now? I mean, uh, you could see the writing was on the wall as far as Australia was concerned. Absolutely. You, you, you saw Phil Gould the other night saying, well, we don't need it. We don't need it this time around. Mm. You know, we, we've got the NRL. We don't want to lose our players. We don't want to risk our players. We've got a better product. And, and to be fair, uh, the NRL, and even in British League, English League, is, is probably more high profile than the Rugby League World Cup. I mean, who remembers how far back, how many World Cup Rugby League World Cups can you remember? 
Just uh, right, we're gonna we're getting to the very final stages of our show here as well. As in, I could sit here and talk to you all day, Smitty, but that's not really the idea because you got mm. some work to do. But our temper question for you for to sleep on over the weekend. I had the privilege, the privilege and the pleasure of talking to the Warriors yesterday. I am a believer. I do keep the faith in them. How do you think their season will end? If you could report back to us on Monday morning with your thoughts, that would be very much appreciated, Smitty. Okay, Baz. I'll probably, I could give it to you now, but, you know, I mean, no, you know, no. how about the final whistle? How about the final whistle at the end of the round robin play? That's how it'll end. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Smitty, Smitty, Smitty. Very good. We'll get that answer on Monday once they've touched up the Rabbitohs in the weekend. Anyway, thank you very much to everyone uh, that has been involved in today. A big thanks to our team, Louie, to Trudy, to Karen and to Joe. We've got more to come on SENZ today as well. We have Smitty, the great man, the voice of sport in New Zealand from 9 to 12. You've got Mark Stafford, who is really settling into that 12 to 4 role and taking all of your calls. And then you've got Beaver for Drive, the big, deep, booming voice of the Beaver. He will bring us home and take us into the weekend. All I can say is on behalf of Izzy and myself and all of our team, Thank you here from us here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Go the Olympians and go the Warriors. Ka kitiano. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.